Hello, and welcome to this episode of Conscious Design. I'm your host, Ian Peterman, and author of the book Conscious Design. And today I'm excited to have Ben Mandos, founder of Got Bag. They make bags at, that are using recycled materials from the ocean. They've partnered with a huge network of fishermen to use recovered plastic that would normally get thrown out, which is great. A great idea for you guys and really good to have you on the show yeah thanks so much yeah so first i'd love for you to share a little bit about the story of like how how you got into deciding let's let's pull some plastic from the ocean and make make some bags and, and start addressing a, a huge issue that we, we all are aware of pretty much at this point Yes, so I think with that, I have to start it right at the beginning. Um, and um, the beginning is that my father uh, used to uh, pull me on his on a sailboat even before I could walk. Um, so I have like a connection to to sailing to the ocean. And uh, it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just part of my my upbringing. It's and, and part of my, my childhood. It's really good memories I have and I, I combine with the ocean. So um, and my co-founder, who um, I um, he's a classmate of, of mine, and um, was a classmate of mine, and we started a company together. And he also he grew up um, yeah close to the ocean, Tel Aviv. Uh, he started surfing at a really young age. So both of uh, us founders had like just this yeah, kind of connection to the ocean. So um, that's I think it's important to mention because then um, we stayed in contact to um, yeah to the matter and to to the ocean. We uh, we witnessed plastic pollution when we were traveling, when we were on the water at the water, um, and um, at some point um, when um, yeah. So the, the first idea actually was on a long car ride we had together uh, in, uh, to the Alps, um, and um, uh, we were talking about talking about all different uh, matters in life and everything what's going on and then um, it was uh, not that we had like uh, right right away this idea okay let's start a company and let's uh, let's produce backpacks made from ocean plastic but it was more like that we said okay we wanted to do something together and we wanted to do something different and we wanted to to do yeah something that that's uh, that's important for, uh, for us so and then uh, mm -hmm. I think uh, just a period um, started where we were talking about different ideas um, and then um, yeah at the end of this this period and end of this uh, phase um, we had the idea of uh, yeah um, setting up cleanup structures and uh, creating the world's first backpack made from ocean plastic amazing well, it's so it's so important I think that there's there's been a, a kind of like surfers and and people that are on the ocean a lot have recognized how big how big of a problem the plastic is because you you're there you see it every day and more and more people are starting to figure that out it's nice to, nice to see the difference in knowledge um, but that's a huge huge impact on on you of seeing if you see a problem uh, as often as you probably did it becomes much more oh, something you're much more aware of uh, when you're when you guys started so obviously there's plastic everywhere but you guys you built a huge network um, in Indonesia how did that come about in, in deciding like what is there more plastic there is there kind of kind of how, how did you determine which, which area of, of lots of plastic to start pulling from in order to be able to make a bag from yeah 
So yeah, our first uh, steps actually um, took place in the Mediterranean and uh, Atlantic Ocean in France and uh, in Spain. Mm -hmm. uh, we um, we became uh, members of a network um, that was already starting to um, starting to build a fishing for litter project, which is the, the term for that. So basically, fishermen, um, yeah, getting plastic at by a spike catch and bringing it ashore instead of throwing it back into the ocean. And um, we, uh, yeah, we were a part of that for for years or so, and we um, we had our like first test runs, and our uh, research and development phase um, was actually there. But then um, at some point we realized that um, the biggest impact that we can have is actually not there. It is um, uh, at the epicenter of of, uh, of plastic pollution, which is in Asia, and then we we start. Mm -hmm. um, looking out, uh, setting up a structure there, and um, Max joined the team, um, who was one of the first members of the team, and he went down to Indonesia. Again, he was there for a couple of years before that, uh, working on biogas projects and um, had a good network there um, already. And then uh, we, okay. we did set up um, the, the, the structures um, and, and what we learned uh, from Europe, uh, we, we started doing it there. And um, yeah, and we grew over the years, and now there's 2,500 fishermen involved in Java, Indonesia, in the central of Java. Um, and um, yeah, these guys are pulling out plastic um, from the sea. And then besides that, um, what we are currently focusing on is also building up structures on land to um, prevent plastic from. Um, from entering the ocean so we're cleaning also the mangrove forests we we're setting up waste management structures on land mm. for people to bring their trash so that, that we can stop um yeah the, the the littering and um and the flow of ocean uh, through the rivers into the ocean actually so um that's what we're also doing um and that's um yeah becoming our mission in the moment also as well and is it so as a because you mentioned like littering and the and the four mangrove forests but also the rivers so is it you're trying to capture it at the i'm guessing it probably just starts to pile into the river and then head towards the ocean is that like a pretty the most plastic is that like the best place to capture <laughs> capture it i guess yeah rivers are actually um so there's various studies i mean still a lot of the studies are quite young and i think uh, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done to be uh, more sure of where like plastic is entering the ocean. I think it's really hard to measure plastic that's entering the ocean from coastlines. But nevertheless, uh, what we can uh, say with a lot of certainty by now is that there is a lot of uh, plastic transported through rivers into the ocean. So what happens, uh, for example, in Indonesia is that you, um, you know, plastic is, is into coastal communities, for example, plastic is exported from uh, Western countries uh, into those countries, and then you have all this, pl this plastic there, and you don't have any waste management whatsoever. So, what's uh, what started to happen started happening is that um, uh, all this plastic and all this trash will would end up on landfills, so basically just big dump mm -hmm. sites where people throw that trash. And then, uh, what's happening is when uh, you have the rainy season, and all of this plastic trash is swamped up, and it's it's flowing into the rivers, and then the rivers mm -hmm. actually transport all of this trash from the landfills into the ocean, and then. Um, you have it there. It stays in the coastal waters for um, uh, for a couple of uh, months or years, and then it uh, at at some point uh, it sinks down or uh, becomes part of the great garbage patches, um, um, or it uh, travels from beach to beach, from mangrove to mangrove, but it stays in it stays in the ocean then, and that's what's happening actually. Mm. That's crazy. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes logical sense, but that is crazy how much how much gets 
right? It gets put in a landfill where you think it's going to stay and then it it doesn't. It, it leaves and goes straight to the ocean. Uh, when you're, are you guys looking at different, like that's a huge project to take under, right? Trying to clean up and capture um, just in one one small country. Is that, are you guys really focused on just that region? <clears throat> For now, is that, that really just, is it, is there more plastic just as a waste that gets thrown away there because of production and things like that? Is that kind of part of part of the reason why that area is so so plentiful and, and plastic mm. that you can use? Yeah. Um, so first part of your question, I think yeah we we are focusing in the moment to expand our um, our cleanups uh, in Indonesia, but we also um, tr uh, trying to uh, or starting in different. Uh, countries as well and and trying to do this to set up the same kind of structures and same projects there um but yeah of course it's a huge problem and uh, still in uh, also in indonesia it's uh, it's a it's a big uh, big problem and what we can achieve is not to uh, i think there will uh, will not be the case that we will be the ones uh, stopping all of the pollution of the oceans it's just that we thought okay we 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 cannot look at it and do nothing and we just want, wanted to start and i think that's what we're still doing up, up until this day because uh, nobody uh, no single person no company uh, can end this problem by themselves. It's just um, no. us just doing something about it and, and trying to, yeah, scale. And we have some success. I mean, last year we have recovered 400 tons of plastic um, from the sea. So that's uh, that's something a number I would never have imagined uh, we were able to to uh, doing that. Um, and yeah, yeah. We, we are we're still small. We're still young. We're still growing. Um, and I think our impact can get bigger over over the years. But it's a really global and a really international and a really big problem that has to be tackled off on, on various uh, yeah, various uh, things and lawmaking on exports of trash to different countries. And um, yeah, then to your second uh, part, I think yeah, what what is the problem there and why? Uh, why this uh, country actually is drowning in, uh, in, in trash plastic is that they don't have a waste management system in place. So basically, there is nobody to pick up the household trash, um, and it mm -hmm. just stays there uh, uh, to some degree. And then, as I said, it, it's and it, and it's ending up in the environment. It's ending up in the rivers. It's ending up in the uh, in the ocean. Um, and um, then, yeah, the um, what I also already said is that yeah, there's exports still going into this country. So um, um, up, on, up until today, when, on a global scale, there's only about 10% of the plastic gets recycled and all of the rest stays somewhere and needs to go somewhere. So then it goes somewhere and it, that uh, somewhere is then basically the environment most of the time. Um, and um, yeah. Right. Now, let's talk about the bags. You guys designed, I'm guessing you started off with just one bag, but now I see you guys have, have a few different bags. You're, you've expanded, you talk a little bit about your products and, and kind of the design thinking that goes into this and, and why this particular bag, because there's, you know, there's millions of different bags you could make, obviously. So what kind of lend itself and, and into this particular bag and the bags you have now? Yeah, um, so the first bag was our roll top backpack um, and um, the um, the idea behind this bag was uh, a bag actually for, for all your needs, so a bag for every day and which is really uh, uh, variable, which you could use for, for work, but you can also use 
um, on uh, on the weekends for traveling, for hiking, for um, for all your yeah all your daily needs basically. Um, and then um, what we also wanted to do, um, us having uh, like a water sport background, we wanted to be waterproof, um, and so that's why it has a, like this, this roll top um, top, and um, uh, the fabric is waterproof. Um, and uh, the back is sealed, so all the seams and everything is um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's sealed, so it's uh, it's com it's completely waterproof. It was important for us. Um, and then yeah, you have, you have a laptop case in there, but it is removable. As I said, because so, um, yeah, we wanted to have a bag you can ride your bike with to work, and um, then on the weekend when you don't need a laptop with you, you can remove the um, the inner laptop. Uh, uh, pouch and, and uh, pull it out and then you can yeah, have more space in there and you can use it for for hiking for traveling for your weekend trip whatever so that was the first idea about the bag and um, um, besides that I think the design is really minimal there's uh, yeah, not a not a lot uh, uh, um, yeah like fancy features or stuff it's, it's really just down down to what you need and that I think it's our design philosophy our concept um, which we want to have to all our products to um, yeah, be really um, dance down on what you really need on a product, and um, yeah. Awesome. And I'm curious because you you guys talked about the PET plastic, right? That's one of the most recyclable ones that you get. Did that help direct your design? Like, did you did you look at the plastics that could be recycled first, and then decide what you could make, or kind of how how did that work? Yeah. Um, no, we knew that it is it's it is um, it's possible to recycle PET, and that, that is something that is around from I think um, started already in the '90s or something that that um, uh, companies were using uh, uh, recycled PET bottles to uh, make yarn from it, make products from it. Um, but what we've done is actually then to create uh, uh, yarn which is um, recovered from the environment. That was new, and it is a much harder process to do because the, the PT bottles, uh, the quality of the bottles um, uh, gets worse over time when it's uh, when it's out there, when it's in an environment, when it's um, uh, together with salt water, with the sun, uh, everything. So the, the quality um, gets worse. So you have to. We need to find a way um, to um, yeah use this uh, this type of materials anyway and to um, control the quality. Um, and mm. in the design process, it was actually. Um, yeah, we knew that we would have like a, a, a fabric in, in, in the end and we, we had like a, a, a target um, um, or a, a pretty precise um, vision of what the fabric would look like. Um, and we knew like, okay, it's going to be a polyester um, fabric and then we have a coating um, on it. So um, we knew to some degree how the fabric would look like and then I think um, the design of the um, of the backpack in the first place was not like that. We had needed to to um, look at a certain direction when it when it came to the design of the of the um, of the product because of the fabric. It just went together in a way. So all of the research and development phase was around two years, and so for the first product, mm -hmm. and we were we were working simultaneously on um, setting up the the supply chain and trying to figure um, out a recycling process and the, the yarn manufacturing process and at the same time we were working on um, the design of the backpack actually 
Hey, it's Ian here. So glad you're enjoying this episode of Conscious Design. If you want the full scoop on Conscious Design, what it is, how we do it, how you can do it, then check out our book. We wrote it so creative entrepreneurs like you can code social and environmental responsibility right into your brand's DNA. You can download the first chapter for free. Link is in the description. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Got it. So you're kind of working in all three areas at the same at the same time to, to make it happen. Now, on the because you mentioned the material starts to degrade and things like that. How how complicated of a process did you have to go through to figure out how to take? Because I, I would imagine some of some of the plastic you get is a fairly old <laughs> that gets pulled up. And yeah, so yeah. Is that yeah, how no, yeah, absolutely. And um, um, so um, also what's important to mention is that um, we can, we, it's in, it's impossible to use all of the, the materials that we get from the environment. So up until today, there's about 70% of the, the plastic that we can recover is not, uh, not suitable for recycling anymore. And that's actually like mm -hmm. the biggest problem we also have um, in a way because we, we don't want to just focus on obviously just the materials that we can recycle. Uh, but we right, want to right. take care of all of it so like have a really holistic um impact on um on what we are doing down there so um what, what we are what we're doing with the 70 percent which we cannot recycle is actually to uh use it um uh, uh, for thermic recycling so it's um it's used um for um the for electricity uh in a in a big uh, in a sermon factory uh, which we have a partnership with so okay. um, they um they um they burn it for uh for um yeah for energy production um and um, they're doing that uh, instead of using coal or other other uh, fossil fuel um um and um for us by now that's the best solution we can have for this type of materials um and um it's important for me to mention that because um it's all always um always underestimated like especially like this multi-layer plastic which which you can find a lot um um when you have for example aluminium uh, together with plastic for a candy bar or something or um different that's that's some stuff that's really hard to recycle and then also with the pet you cannot um, recycle there's um so you have this like this non-recycle uh, non-recyclables which are multi-layers and then you have plastic which is just the, the, the quality is just too worse or gotten too worse over time and you cannot recycle it and so that's 70 percent and it's important to mention because that this portion is actually the, the biggest problem because the recyclable uh, portion is um, yeah you, you can recycle it you can reuse it um, and it's fine and it get, gets back into the cycle but non-recyclables are really um, uh, a really pain um, and then yeah, yeah with, the with the recyclables um, it is um, it is still um, I mean there's um, as I said you have um, different um, Things that's, that are attached over time to the to the plastic, like you might, might have sand or dirt or stuff. So, um, and it's a, the the most mm. important uh, steps is then to have a proper sorting pro, uh, process um, where you have like different grades and the different qualities, and then have a um, and that's the, the the most important and the, the most crucial step is the is the cleaning process and to um, to really get the plastic into a shape where you can then use it again for recycling. And that was the, the most cr critical point in the research and development phase. And we work together with partners on that and, uh, and, um, and, um, um, yeah, people who knew much more about, uh, the, the, the thing, um, and then, uh, at some point we're able to achieve it. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah, well, you, with that kind of stuff, you definitely need to need to bring in some experts to be able to work with that kind of stuff. It's definitely beyond. I'll I'll design for it, but uh, not <laughs> as far as all the all the uh, chemical engineer things that needs to happen to make make sure it's recycled and, and usable. That I, I I will let them do do that. Um, well, that that's an amazing uh, that you're able to do that, and I had didn't realize that it's such a low percentage of it can be used. Like that's that's a huge amount. Seventy percent is not over two thirds is just not not usable. Um, but it, but you found a way to have it get used, which is also important. Like that's a huge thing. You're not just taking the thirty percent and then. Leaving the rest, leaving the rest to sit there or do whatever. So you're you're really created like a whole whole system at, for at, taking at, it at all least and it, dealing with it. At least it's the best solution for now. Yeah. So um, yeah, in, in the end, it's not ending up on a landfill again and then in the ocean again. Um, so that's that's off right now. It's the best solution we can find. Yeah. Right. Well, if a new if a new solution comes along, you know you can always you can always pick that too. So. And that can be, but you have a solution, which is better than none. And that's, <laughs> that's, that is great to have. Um, oh, yes. Is, is there anything else, you know, before we kind of wrap up, you guys are doing amazing work. It's, it's great. I hope you guys expand way beyond. Um, is there anything else you, you'd like to share kind of your future plans? How you how you want to grow this and and because you mentioned getting into new countries, there's lots of countries with beaches <laughs> that, that we can we can clean up plastic on. So kind of what's what's that look like? Yeah, I think um, yeah. As I said, I think we are yeah still at the beginning. Uh, I think we uh, we want to expand our cleanup activities to other countries. That that's important for us. And then I think the the second uh, important uh, thing is to try to use other uh, plastic types and other materials which we have and, and, uh, and create products from that and we are working on that in the moment so um, mm, yeah amazing. just just expanding the product line and using other re recyclable um, materials to, to, to design those products that's what we are working on and then um, yeah what we are also doing in the moment is internationalizing our sales activities so going to other European countries um, yeah, we started in the, in the States with, with really great success and great response. Um, and um, we're looking forward to, to do that. And um, I think that that covers uh, what we're trying to do in the next years. And that's a big, big task and a lot of work to do. So um, yeah, looking yeah. forward, everybody's happy, everybody's excited, but it's still, uh, yeah, still a big body of work for the next year, <laughs> years. Yeah, well, I you did what four four hundred tons of plastic last year, so I'm there's going to be more, more and more. You get into into more countries, you're going to have a lot to do. But it's great. Somebody needs to start tackling this issue, which is great that you you guys are taking this on and and figuring out ways to use other plastic as well. I know that there's so much plastic that gets gets put out there that it'd be great to capture and and reuse. So you know, where's the best place to, you know, if somebody wants to work with you or possibly collaborate on cleanup and, and pulling in these plastics or just buy a product, where's, what's the best way for people to find and get a hold of you? 
Yeah, I think um, me personally, you can find on LinkedIn. Um, I'm happy to connect. Yeah, uh, all the time. We are um, other social media, like our biggest platform is Instagram, where you can find us. Or uh, yeah, just shoot us a mail um, via our website, and we're happy to connect, happy to help, and um, yeah, looking forward to do something together. Fantastic. Uh, I'll make sure there'll, there'll be links in the description for everyone so they can get to those quickly. And yeah, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to talk about your, what you're doing. And yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you so much.